Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. So as you heard, welcome to Networking School. Today I have Jeremy Montoya, and we've had chances to talk probably a few times over the last couple of weeks, so I feel like he's a fast friend. (laughs) So Jeremy, do me a favor. Tell the people something about yourself that they're not going to read online, they're not going to see in your bio, something about you. Introduce yourself and tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, first, Tish, thank you so much for being here. Super stoked to uh, to be chatting with you and to be in front of your your folks. Uh, so thank you so much. Very honored to be here. Totally. Uh, one of the biggest things that doesn't meet the eye these days and that a lot of people are super cool when they, when they meet me nowadays is that uh, I grew up pretty overweight. So maybe you're listening to this podcast right now uh, and you, you don't have the visual or maybe you're watching on YouTube. Hello. Um, right now I'm like 140 pounds and I've weighed over 200 pounds at one point in time in my life. I'm like five, seven. So I was shorter when that was the case. And so um, that right there, I think has catapulted a lot of certain areas of my life that we may get into here. And so something that doesn't meet the eye is that, yeah, I grew up, uh, grew up a little a chubby boy. And so, uh, wow. super thankful for my health these days and, yeah. uh, very thankful for, for where I'm at these days. I would never have guessed that first off. I have to send you my before and after picture, Jeremy, because I've lost about 55 pounds recently myself. So we'll have to compare Goodness, that. Yeah, we'll have to before and afters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that is a surprise. So yeah, thanks for sharing that with me. I appreciate it. Um, for people who are like, okay, well, who's Jeremy Montoya? Um, tell us what you do professionally, because I got some stuff I want to dive in. And I want people to, to be ready to, to receive from you this morning. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I'm a lifelong entrepreneur, literally been selling something since second grade. And I think it was, uh, you know, I didn't have the the richest or the, the poorest parents in the world, but I had expensive tastes and I probably got that from my mom. And so I just always wanted nice things or the, the not just a toy, the most expensive toy or, you know, the most expensive thing of, of the things that you could want at any age. And so uh, in second grade, it was yo-yos and then it advanced Pokemon cards and action figures, skateboards Seventh grade, it was fireworks, and those were illegal at the time in Arizona, so that didn't end well, although that was my fastest growing, least overhead, most profitable business to date, and also my shortest ran business to date. And uh, these days, I've taken all of those lessons and really failures from starting businesses uh, on the journey to get clients and not being able to, on the journey to creating a personal brand and not able to, Mm -hmm. and so I've learned 101 ways to not do 
what I teach now is I show people how to leverage the power of their personal brand, uh, the power of their personality, really, but, uh, have amazingly powerful conversations to, to create transformation uh, in themselves and with their target markets. And so all day long, I get to uh, do what I love, which is spend my time with online coaches and business coaches, helping them to, to serve people, to get underneath them and to, to really lead with their best foot forward. And I wake up just every day super thankful to be able to do that because uh, I, I know how short life can be, unfortunately. And, uh, and so I get to kind of live in my purpose, uh, at least at this point in my life. I love that. And so what I find interesting, Jeremy, is I know um, some of the people, we have some, some common, you know, connections. And these are in my life, personally, some of my most highly respected um, friends who are also in either coaching or digital marketing or, or branding or whatever the case might be. So the connection that we have, I feel very strongly about what you do only because I know the people you're connected to and the people that you're working with. And I, I have a, a, a really strong idea of, of what they require in their business and in their life. So I know that you are someone that comes highly recommended. So there's a question, Jeremy, that I've been excited to ask you because we ask this all the time, but I will be honest with you, a large majority of the people who come on networking school are women. Not, by, not on purpose, it just is how it, how it works out. And we always go through this whole confidence story, transformation thing. And very seldom do I get to ask this question to, to males. So I want to ask you, you know, many people feel like their competence is enough, not realizing how important confidence is. And many of us have had to kind of figure what that looks like for our lives. So tell us about your confidence story. Have you always been super engaging the way that you are now? Have you always been a person who just lights up the room um, and felt that way on the inside as well? Or has it been a journey for you to come to the place you are in your confidence? It's such a great question. And, and honestly, I think it's such an important question these days, given that uh, with the advancement of the internet and social media, I don't think there's ever been a time in society where as a whole, we'd be less confident or least confident in the things that we do and questioning where we're at. So I think it's such a powerful question. And I think it's both of those for me. Um, you know, I, I was born in a, and we left after the Rodney King riots and the OJ Simpson trial. And I say all that to say that, uh, you know, my, my parents are both uh, English first, but Spanish speaking. Mm -hmm. And my mother specifically chose not to teach Spanish because be discriminated against in the, uh, in the LA County uh, school system. Wow. And I think that decision right there is the basis for a lot of my confidence and a lot of what I do every day. And I just have these situations in my life where I have the confidence and, and the charisma, so to say. And I, and I only say that because of the feedback that I get from others throughout my entire life. But I enter in rooms with people far my senior and far my expertise so I get into a room with the confidence and charisma only to be feeling like the youngest looking or the actual youngest and potentially the dumbest intellectually with the subject matter at hand. Right. And what I have found is that uh, one, I think it's part of the notion of being the dumbest person in the room is kind of the room you want to be in, so to say, because yeah. it pushes you to grow so much faster. And right. so amongst my peers, I'm usually the one uh, a couple years ahead of, of whether it was starting businesses or leadership positions or doing public speaking and things like that. These are just things that not most of my friends were into when I was, but because of that, it's caused these leapfrogs in my journey because I'm, un I'm, I'm super comfortable in rooms where I'm uncomfortable because I know that I'm in the right room then. And that's going to challenge me to be better. And so this happened to me uh, in elementary school when I, when I did so. 
And this happened to me in high school when I became a Skills USA national officer. And so I have these experiences where, and then leading up into my business and professional life of being the youngest in the room, I'm a late bloomer. And so my voice hadn't changed. And so I had these odds of being the chubby one, these kind of odds stacked against me, so to say, if you let them. But then as people start interacting with me and, and helping to get my skill set up, and sometimes this would take a couple of years, and sometimes this would take a day or two, um, able to, because of being the, that person in the room who's not necessarily the best or the leader, quickly become that because of uh, maybe my articulation, but I think more than anything is my willingness to be And so a little bit of it is the confidence and a little bit of it is coming in without it and building it up. And so maybe my skill set has been building that up with a little bit of speed, if anything else. But uh, for anyone listening to this, I'm sure that your folks can relate just from the brief time that we've known each other, Tish. It's like uh, you want to be in the rooms with people who are ahead of you in business, ahead of you financially, ahead of you physically, so to say. And when we do that, you are going to quickly become the sum of them. And so the last thing I think that uh, that you and I and your listeners want is to be the smartest person in the room. Although it can feel good and stroke your ego, it's really a way to plateau from my perspective. Yes. And you know what's interesting, Jeremy? I love that you answered it that way because I think that our ego sometimes pushes us to stay there. And we have to be willing to you know, swallow our ego and be willing to step into growth because we're never going to grow when we're always, quote unquote, what we consider at least to be the leader in the room. Um, I, you know, I just had that lesson not long ago because I was, I was literally going to make an offer that I know, and it sounds bad to say it, but you'll get it based on, you know, our conversations. I've outgrown that room. You know, you get what I'm saying in my business? I've outgrown that room, but my comfort level was trying to force me back into that room and I had to stop and I'm so grateful that I caught it before I did it. And I was like, you know what? No, I need to, I need to be moving forward. And that means I need to stretch myself. So you're, you're right on. I love everything you said. It's fantastic. But that leads me to my next question then, because the person you were then, Jeremy, the person who always maybe felt a little insecure in those rooms and had to kind of grow into it. That's not the person you are today as a result of those, that journey. So who have you had to become in order to experience the level of success that you currently enjoy? Yeah, um, that's such a good question and a little bit multifaceted. You know, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer, so I'm 30, but I feel more like 24 to 26. And but he I'm looks so... like it. For those of you all who are, <laughs> <laughs> those of you all who are watching us, he looks like it too. Compliment, yeah. for sure. Definitely a compliment. I appreciate that. If I shaved the mustache, I would get carded for a comic yeah, book to bubble sure. I promise you. <laughs> For sure. So I'm like a, so I'm late bloomer. So I feel like I'm in my mid twenties, but I'm also in the same brushstroke. I'm an old soul. So maybe that, you know, so then maybe that brings me back to age of like, of like being 30. And, you know, there's these iterations we have to go through in life and you don't have to go through them if you don't want more. You'll be forced wait, to go wait, through wait, them. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Say that one more time, <laughs> what you just said, because if somebody will miss that, say it one more time. Yeah. And hopefully it'll come out the, the way it did before, but there, you know, you don't have to go through transformation in life willingly forced through it by the, by rule of nature and mother nature in the, in the way this universe operates, because nothing stays stagnant. You're either growing or you're slowing. Nothing ever stays neutral. And we live in this duality in this, in this polarity. Right. And so you don't have to go through transformations. You'll be forced through them, but if you want to, that's where it's, uh, that's where you will be called to, uh, to learn new things 
to break old habits, to instill new habits, and also potentially change your environment and the people that are around you. And so I am someone who, from a very young age had the expensive taste who wants to uh, have the best and be the best, not at the expense of others, only at the expense of my old self. And I think it's maybe my willingness to let go of that that's gotten me to where I'm at and continues allow, uh, allowing me to, to iterate. And even for me, and I'm sure Tish, you can relate and you listening or watching right now can relate as well. It's a very slippery slope when you're around the same people or when you're around people are giving you the accolades because you're pretty above them or at, at a more advanced stage of them in some way. It feels really good to the ego like Tish, uh, Tish said a minute ago because it's very validating. And it can be very easy uh, if we're not conscious about it to stay there and to not be challenging ourselves. And so these days, my expensive tastes led me to a different town with people who I think are are far healthier, a bit more conscious professionally and and health-wise and so on. Uh, It's led me to be investing in, uh, you know, as a business coach myself into better business coaching for myself and better business coaches and mentors for myself and groups for myself so that I can continue to challenge myself in that way so that I don't stay stagnant. And so uh, no matter where you're at, what's great about this online world is that you can experience that transformation. And sometimes it can be the, uh, the resources that get you there, but it's my belief that it's the resourcefulness of the person that's going to get them in those rooms and around those people that help you to grow. It's just, uh, it's just, are you willing or not? You're going to transform in some way. Do you want it to be by force or by choice? I think is what it comes down to. So look, Jeremy, <laughs> I, you know, okay, let me, let me just paint this picture for you. I'm a preacher. I'm in church, like, you know, three times a week. I speak, I listen, I've been in rooms where some of the best speakers in the world have spoken, right? I, I follow a lot of powerful people, listen to a lot of podcasts. I seldom get chills when someone says something. I legit got chills when you said this because <laughs> you said, and y'all need to pay attention, you can choose to transform or not, but you have to be willing to do this at the expense of your old self. And that's the thing I think people really struggle with is that they want to hold on to what they know and not venture into the unknown. And that's where transformation happens. And you just got an orange applause, buddy, because <laughs> that was like fire. And I'm so serious right now. I'm like, ooh, I'm like buzzing. That was so, so, so good. What, what has been the biggest impact for you? What connections? You know, we talk about networking a lot here, but we realize that networking is basically the sum of connections, right? It's us getting together, connecting with people and taking those relationships to the next level. What connections have made the most impact on your life and or your business? Yeah, um, that's a deep question. That's a super (laughs) deep question. And um, number one is, uh, you know, and I think a lot of the younger generation can probably relate and and a lot of others can as well. It's like, I selfishly, to be honest, I want to be the person that's worth connecting with. Mm-hmm. I want to be the most interesting person is, is the driving force, but I don't lead with that because what I have learned through this journey of being broken multiple times and having to, to heal and learn that is that, uh, and this is not an original thing. And you guys can see from a lot of the things that, that I'm sharing here that I just, I stand on the shoulders of giants. There's nothing new I can teach anyone. There's nothing new under the, un, under the sun on God's beautiful green earth. There's only uh, you know, there's, there's only the, the internalizing of other people's ideas and maybe a remix to them, so to say. And so I do stand on the shoulders of the giants, but in order to be the most interesting person, you have to be the most interested in others. And, uh, and that's probably why I'm so fascinated with, uh, with the self 
development process, with the sales and transformation process that comes with being a business coach. Um, and truth, I've been very lucky for the people I've had in my life. I think I can start by saying that I hit the, the jackpot of having amazing parents. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that can replace that. And right. so I just had two very logical, grounded parents who raised me. So I'm very blessed for that. Didn't have a choice in that, so to say, yeah. but I'm very blessed in that. And um, I've had a couple advisors and mentors in my life at a very young age that helped shape me. One of them was my graphics teacher. Um, you know, when I look at what I do on a day-to-day basis, it's all of the skill sets I learned in the four years I had in high school. And I'm not the academic type. I didn't exceed academic or sixth grade. I just struggled with it after that point, but I excelled with the trade classes. And so I learned t-shirt design and print and graphic design and, and television productions. And because of those classes, I ended up learning and refining my skills, my public speaking skills, my interpersonal skills. And so, and, and I'm it's constantly, I think we all are on our journey of continuing to refine those things and apply those to different areas. But um, as an entrepreneur and as a, as a business coach, I use all of those things sometimes all at the exact same time. And so it's fascinating when I zoom out and think about that. And uh, there are, when it comes to marketing, of course I have an online business. I have these mentors but, that I've paid, but I've also had these lucky breaks with people in my life that have helped me to kind of leapfrog. Um, one of them, as I was struggling to get my business started, I wanted to have a personal brand, but I didn't have a huge ad budget and I didn't have a huge following. And so I'm in this conundrum of like, yeah, let me share content, but no one watches. And maybe you can relate at some stage to, to uh, you know, listening and, and, and here with us in this room digitally right now is um, I wanted all these things, but didn't have them. And so what I said was, okay, what skills do I have and how can I go apply these to others? Yeah. And so more at the time helped me and showed me that, okay, you know how to, you, you, you started a couple podcasts. So you know that you're fascinated with personal branding and list building, go and make a list of people who are paying for those things already or doing those things and go and approach them. And one of the first people that I approached was Lewis house. He's the podcast host of the school of greatness. Right. And he gave me one of my first big breaks in marketing. And what basically he said was, yes, you can, you can do the strategy with me and my team and I'll let you use me as a case study. And when I did that and led with his results on my blog and in my email reach out, I went from not getting people to open my emails because I would track it at the time to getting people who immediately wanted to hop on the phone with me to, to bring me into their mastermind groups uh, and to bring me around the people that they were coaching and still has made a lasting um, effect on the relationships that I still have in my life and in my business right now mm-hmm. and was a huge cat for me in getting started and just kind of the leverage of someone else's name and results. It's one thing to say that you know someone, it's another thing to say you help someone to get these results that everyone is wanting. And so that was thing number one. The second big break I had in my kind of online business journey was uh, I was working at Apple at the time. And right before I left, um, I, I happened to help someone else's customer, so to, uh, who was Joe Polish, who in my opinion is one of the greatest direct marketers who's still alive. Right. And uh, he saw something in me and said, hey, uh, you're leaving Apple. Cause I told him that was, I was leaving at the time. He said, why don't you come to my marketing event on me in exchange for some Apple tech, um, kind of knowledge and help around the office. And he's never, and we stay in contact. He's never, you know, cashed in on that. And, mm-hmm. but me being in that room, um, you know, I went from listening to Dean Jackson and Joe Polish on their podcast to being in this room of like 2000 people at, at the Marriott hotel here in Mesa, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And the first, one of the first things in the first 20 minutes was, uh, he kind of paused. You could tell it wasn't a part of the script. And he said, who in here doesn't know the difference between marketing and advertising? And the room was absolutely silent. I'm in the back. And uh, I'm like, I don't. 
And I prided myself being a business owner at the time and all that, knowing all this stuff. I know more than all of my friends, so I should know this. And I didn't. And so I just, I yelled in the back of the room, I don't. And of course, all the heads turn. Joe's like, who said that? Who said that? And I'm too far in the back of the room to even see. He goes, I'm glad whoever shouted that just did, because I know there's a, a lot of other MFers he used that don't understand what that is. And so they broke into it. And that changed the direction of my business. It changed the business that I had at the time. And now it's those things and those fundamentals and principles that I apply and help others to do every single day. And so a bit of this willingness to reach out to people who are far, far ahead and have what I want, a little bit of willingness to be taken under someone's wing. And a little bit of this is willing to be the dumbest person in the room back to that story again. And so a lot of these are lucky breaks in my journey that I couldn't have paid for, I don't think, but I've absolutely shaped who I am, who I've been able to be around because of. Oh my God, that's such a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that because a lot of people don't realize if you tap into those great connections and you allow them, like you said earlier, to change you, they can be forever changed because many people who are listening have rubbed arms or rubbed elbows, if you will, with, with greatness, but they've never extracted. And, you, you know, I'm so grateful to hear that you were in that room and you took that opportunity. If you, Jeremy, could sum up your journey in one word, what would that word be? Failure. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, failure. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, you know, I, I know uh, the reason I'm at where I'm at right now and why others invest in themselves to work with me is because I know 101 ways to not start an online business, specifically a personal or a client-based, service-based business. I know 101 ways not to do it. So when I'm hearing someone and what they're doing, it's like in my head, and I don't lead with it because no one wants to be told they're wrong or doing the wrong thing. I just I just know enough about people to not do that. And I don't want to be told that. I, um, I share if people are open to it and I have a way for people to get help with it, but that's up to them more than it is up to me. And so, um, you know, I have out of struggle, not done the right things in the right order at the right time for enough time. And that's what I've, I found business is all about and really success in anything, right? When it comes to the health journey that we both talked about at the beginning, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really all it is. All of the information is out there. It's, are you willing to, like you said, extract it and to apply it and to trust it and to not question it before you get there so that you can try to get the best result possible. And yeah. so I know 101 ways not to do it. And I know like one solid way of doing it. And so I stick there. I continue to refine there and help others to get results with that. And the only reason that I've had any success in my life, and I'm not done yet. I, I kind of don't feel like sometimes I've gotten started, uh -huh. but the only reason I'm there is because I have failed and I don't want to fail. Like no one wants to fail, right. Right. but you have to be willing if you do want success, because it will be a very long, hard journey. If you aren't willing to fail or can accept failure, um, no one's an overnight success. I think anyone listening to this can relate who has any success in their life. And everyone listening to this does that yeah. you're a, at best 10 year overnight success story. And so it takes time and a willingness to failure. But if I had to, if my, if I had to write a book right now and I had, to, you know, had a gun in my head and had to choose a title, it would probably be failure. Maybe and the benefits thereof would be the subtitle. That's pretty good. You should probably write that. <laughs> write that. You know what's what's really crazy is you're saying this. I'm just thinking about the places of my life, and I think about even clients that I've worked with over the years. They get stuck in that failure. And, and I think about, because I was an athlete growing up, and even now when I'm like working out, there's times when I just literally want to just stop. 
But there's always that little thing in me that's like, come on. And I, I, I talk to myself. I talk to myself all the time. So I'm like, come on, Tish, you can do it. One more rep or girl, no, just keep on going. But I think that so frequently we don't realize that failure is a part of the process and we get stuck there. And we're, you know, literally like stuck on repeat. Remember, you're, you're probably too young to remember like LPs and things like that, but they'd be like, rrr, 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 and they just keep going. <laughs> if you get it, you know, get a little piece of lint or something on the, on the record. And we find ourselves in that failure loop instead of using failure as a platform for us to, to, to kind of move forward. So for you, Jeremy, understanding how failure, the benefits of it, you know, what would you say to someone who's in that failure loop right now? And they're in their own heads and they're not seeing that there's a way for them to utilize failure as a leaping, you know, like almost like a, a, a stepping stone instead of a, a place to stay. Yeah. You know, I think that failure can be so we slip into and the danger of failure is that we could uh, get stuck in it. And the worst part about getting stuck in it is we start to expect it and of the many things I've learned, one of them is that if you, whatever you expect and intend on happening happens, they say, um, you know, I'm not in church nearly as much as you are, Tish. I'll have to admit that right now. But uh, they say to, when you pray, to, to pray as if it's already true, not to be believe asking, yes. right? Believe that you're going to get it. You have, have to it. believe it. Yeah. You have to believe it to be true. And mm-hmm. so sometimes, and I'm just as guilty of this, guys. The only reason I could talk about this sort of things is because I know it too well. And there's mm-hmm. certain areas in my life where I'm feeling this way right now, if I'm being completely transparent. And so if you, if you get stuck in that loop of failure and start expecting it and intending on it, unfortunately, then you're going to be getting more of it. I think that failure is the ultimate sign that you're closer to success than, than the other way. Wow. The, the, the thing we have to shift into is expecting and intending on success. And the only way we can do that is get clear on what life is going to look like when we have to express gratitude for it right now. Right on, Jeremy. That is so good. So, so good. I, I once had a coach ask me, it was one of those gut punch questions. You ever had someone ask you something and you're just like, oh man, you know, because you know the answer. I had a coach once ask me, she said, what if your faith is more in your failure than it is your success? Just like what you just said. In other words, she was saying, what if you were calling in failure because of your own expectation and your own experience instead of believing that there's another opportunity, there's something else that's just as much yours, but you get to choose. You get to choose. And as I'm listening, because I'm always listening, I'm like, okay, what's the title of this podcast? All I'm hearing is like, choose (laughs) choices. It's like, it's up to you totally. Um, But I know that where you, where you just talked about, I've been on the other side of that. And I know that there are other people there. So thank you so much for that. Just enlightenment around that. Um, How are you right now yet using networking to grow your business, whether it's meeting with one person, maybe it's jumping on a zoom call. Maybe it's, you know, getting in front of people in another way. How are you using networking to grow your business? And what would you say has been your networking secret, especially during this time? Yeah, you know, that's uh, a very timely question, Tish. And I don't think it's any coincidence that we're connecting right now and doing all of this. And and probably for a lot of your listeners too, um, I have been over the last 18 months building uh, this current business, which is called Personal Freedom Mentoring. And I've been solo in it, largely leveraging uh, the people that are immediate circle, leveraging uh, social media, 
to be bringing in uh, new students, creating success stories and stuff like that. And I haven't been in growth mode. So I say all of that to say that uh, I did an analysis and we, we kind of talked about this briefly earlier on in the week. I, I did an analysis, which is a, a traffic light system in my business to understand where, where things were stuck and where they needed to be green, like say, and, and kind of be turned, turned back on. And one of them is just fresh faces. And so I uh, have started to uh, reach out to others, asking for more help, kind of stepping back up to the cage and rattling it, so to say. And, uh, and one of the reasons, and I help a lot of people, like a lot of people come to me without huge ad budgets and without huge followings and sometimes networks and there's a huge inclination and there's a right time and place to do this, but there's a huge inclination to like all of the thing. When I say all the thing, it's like, they want to start a podcast. They want a YouTube channel. They want to start and build a Facebook group. They want to do all of these things that are huge projects to undertake that maybe once a quarter or a year at best are, is, is like what you can really handle if you want to play full out and put your best foot forward and have the most results from it. The issue is that we all kind of change of things. We get lackluster results and then we stop them or we think a podcasting doesn't work or we think networking or YouTube or video or, or social media doesn't work because we're doing all these other things. Yeah. And so um, even I had the thought of like, maybe I need to start a podcast or some more regular content. And I was like, nope, time out Montoya. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to coach myself a little bit and, mm-hmm. and determine what the next best step was. And so I said, and it's interesting that this kind of manifested and, and others as a result of this, uh, but I said, I need to go on a podcast tour and maybe, maybe you listening have heard of the concept of OPM. People say like other people's money, leverage yeah. other people's money. Yeah. And I'm a fan of that, but I'm a bigger fan of OPE as other people's everything. I want, I want to leverage other people's stakes, experiences, failures, successes. I want to leverage uh, money, uh, intellectual property in the best way, not stealing or anything yeah. like that. But, uh, and, and one of the that I help a lot of my students to do is to leverage other people's audiences. Yes. And so maybe right now you listening right now don't have the amount of people necessary or you're needing fresh faces because things are getting a little stagnant in your business. Um, maybe it's time to, to not start a podcast, but to maybe leverage the places, the brands and people and shows that your audience is in front of. And sometimes it will manifest like this conversation did and, uh, and a great new connection and friend and, uh, and other times you're going to have to go and hunt for it and kind of make it happen. But it's like, literally, I woke up this morning to a buddy of mine saying, hey, I want to interview you for my podcast. I didn't even know he had a show. And I had another buddy I reached out to. And he's like, hey, can I interview you on my show? And some of our mutual friends have reached out. Say, hey, will you be an expert in my group? Hey, will you do this or that? And and so some of it has come because of sweat equity and trying and reaching out. But some of it has just like, because I set the intention out there to succeed with this, yeah. and I've and maybe it's the reticular activation to use some Tony Robbins lingo, the reticular activation system of seeing leaders that you're looking for. Are you looking for failure or are you looking for success? So to say, and, um, and because of that, I've had a, a flood in the best way possible of people wanting to connect, wanting to bring me on and to put me in front of their people, uh, much like this experience, which I'm super thankful and, and blessed, uh, for even the thought Tish. And so, um, I think that networking and other people are going to be your key to get into the next stage in your business, no matter what. Maybe it's hiring a business coach. Uh, maybe it's talking with Tish about how she can help you with networking or growing your business in some way. Maybe it's changing the people that you're around. Whatever the case, people are going to be your key to getting unstuck from where you're at. And so we have to internalize these skill sets in order to uh, 
we want to be the most interesting person, we have to be the most interested, right? No, so, I, I wrote that down. I totally wrote that down because you said it earlier. I was like, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I can't recall exactly who I got that from. That's some old school kind of networking stuff. And so um, it's just been interesting to see that as I've set that intention out, that that frequency has kind of boomeranged back and how I get the chance to, uh, you know, connect with you and, and, and your audience and your crowd and just super thankful and blessed for this. So glad. Well, Jeremy, we we definitely will talk again. There's no doubt about it because this is this is this is like the inception. We'll we'll have to do part two and maybe even a part three at some point. But who would you say that you are uniquely gifted to serve? Those people who are listening right now and going, I wonder if Jeremy can help me. Who do you believe you're uniquely gifted to serve? Yeah, you know, I am am thankful that it's these people that I'm called to serve. And the people that I'm called to serve are the folks that have a heart of service. The folks who in inside of them, even though if they don't know the channel, so to say, yet or the vessel for it, have a deeper calling for themselves or who have a deeper calling and feel like maybe the best kept secret. And you're ready to uh, begin to serve people, whether whether or not you know how, or to reach and to help more people if you already know how. And so I'm blessed that I get to do that every single day. And uh, I'm blessed that I'm living from doing it. It's truthfully what I do for free and in my spare time and not thinking about it. And so um, if you feel like you have a deeper calling, like you're in this eon and this specific window of time, which is a very, very prestigious and looked upon time when it comes to history and when it comes to the outside looking in, uh, and I, I would challenge you and implore you to, 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 to take that and say that this is the time and you are here for a reason and that there are so many people, your family, your peers, and a whole market of people potentially that are there waiting for you to become the person and to step into the shoes of the sort of person that can serve others. And so um, I take pride in helping uh, business coaches specifically at a level in my business. And I help other online entrepreneurs, course creators, um, course creators and coaches uh, to get started and growing as well in my case study program. And so uh, the people who have a heart of service and who feel like they deserve to be paid and compensated in conjunction for that are really the folks that I feel called to help and that I get to serve every day. I love that. So how do those people reach you, Jeremy? What's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, I think that, um, and again, Tish, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Super appreciated and very honored uh, to know you and to be in front of your people here. I think the best way to connect with me is uh, over on Instagram. And so my username is at what up, Jeremy, would love to connect with you. Uh, and if you came from this and send me the word, uh, DM me the words networking school or Tish time so I can know where you came from. Uh, we'll let me be friends with you and, and to up to and where you're at. And I share uh, tips along the lines. Uh, we, we got a little esoteric here today, which I love. And it's my natural mode. Uh, my stuff's a little bit more succinct for business coaches and for creators on my channels. But we talk about this stuff every day. I give tips for these things every day and would love to know how I can help you to advance maybe where you're at in your stage in, in your business for you watching right now. So follow me over on Instagram, shoot me a DM and let me know how, how it's going. Very good. Jeremy, I am so glad that you were here today. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us on Networking School Podcast. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcasts. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of this show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. 
And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.